1: Okay, hello everyone, and well, we are going to be talking about one-hit wonders, just television shows. Because I know usually when you hear that, it's music, and maybe we'll do that next year or sometime. But we're just going to be talking about shows that we think deserved more than one season. Uh, you will probably hear certain shows come up that that we've already done episodes on, and so I'll mention the episodes to do promo, 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 of course. And I'm very happy because this is the first time we've had Tiff on a live stream. So welcome, Tiff, to the live streams.
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me. Happy to
1: be here. I'm, I'm so happy to be And Carla hasn't been on an episode in a long time, so we have Carla back. I'm very happy about that as well. Um, I'm very and- happy about that too. <laughs> and Erin A. is with us. This hasn't been a while since she's, she was on last week. but <laughs> 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 And she does a lot. And then Bex was on recently on our Us episode, so... I'm very, very happy to have everybody on here with me. But just a couple of quick housekeeping notes. The first one is we also do live streams Thursday nights of Dexter, the new season of Dexter, starting at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 6 Pacific, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. We're doing live tweets of the new season of Dexter, which I am loving the new season of Dexter. So far, so good. I'm probably... Yay! (laughs) So I love it. And then then we go on live streams afterwards at like 8.15 Mountain Standard Time. And it's been Jen and I from my streaming bubble on there so far, because I know it's kind of late for Carla and stuff. And eventually, I'm sure Aaron A. will be on those too. And we have talked a lot about Dexter's hair, (laughs) how horrible it is. We go from perfect hair, I know. I know, we get perfect, amazing hair to the worst hair. If they're going
0: for for a disguise for like a secret identity kind of vibe, it's failing hard because it just looks like Dexter Morgan with bad hair.
1: (laughs) But, 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 I didn't even change the hair color, Aaron. Uh, but anyway, those are those have been a lot of fun, so join us for that. And then also, the other housekeeping note quickly is we are on Patreon as everybody should know by now. So if you want to support the show and help us continue to do very high-class, in-depth analysis of hair, (laughs) head on over and support us there. Uh, And we have a bonus episode up there. We have a couple bonus episodes of Freaks and Geeks 1, which had only one season. And we also have Lucifer episode up there that Carla was on. Uh, So, we have those bonus episodes. I know just our preview of the bonus Lucifer episode is very popular. So, if you want to hear the full thing, you've got to become a Patreon supporter. And coming next year, and Erin A is going to join on all of these, whether she wants to or not, (laughs) (laughs) we are going (laughs) to be doing special episodes on every season of American Horror Story, with the exception of season 10. Although we kind of decided we'll just do the first half of season 10, Red Tide, for for reasons. So we're not gonna do the second half because it's so bad. Except for I would like to see I would like to say Valiant Thor a couple hundred thousand more times. Just because that name is the most you ridiculous. will
3: be You will be happy to know that I am powering through 1984. Yay! I still
1: don't like it, but I'm watching you it. You still don't like it? <laughs> I still don't like Aaron, it. Aaron, you can accidentally close out the the Tab again. <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my favorite seasons. So we'll be arguing about that when we get to that season. So look for that. Okay, so I'm going to go around and have everybody tell me what they're into right now. Bex, I chose
4: a video game this time because well because I can't say Ted Lasso every time. I
1: was gonna, I was going to ask you if it was Ted Lasso actually. Well, I feel like I should. is it a Ted Lasso
4: video game? Oh my gosh! If only. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is just as wholesome. I've recently gotten back into my Animal Crossing Island. <laughs> it had a, a big update recently where you can now cook things and like travel to different islands. And so I'm just I'm having a lot of fun like just sort of rediscovering the game. I got it late. you know, I know everyone got it in 2020 and was like playing it for a whole year and then February this year I got it. Um, and i played it up until the summer like every single day and i was like okay i'm i'm burnt out now. <laughs> but um but i've i kind of rediscovered my enjoyment for it and i just play it a couple days a week so it's i'm not ODing on it but that's that's my thing right now i've been playing a lot of animal crossing
1: <laughs> awesome awesome
0: thank you so <laughs>
1: carla <laughs> what are you into
0: my sister recently introduced me to uh, to a, a UK show called Ghosts, which is amazing and hilarious, and I am fully in love with it. And I just finished the watching the whole show last night, and I'm just like still like ah, all emotional because it's so good, and I want more of it. Um, and there's there's supposed to be like a US version, and I'm like, why, why? It's the same language. It's not even like a language barrier thing. Just just watch the UK show. You'll be fine. You'll get it, I promise. There's, there's nothing, like, super duper deep about it you won't get. Just watch the UK version. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Susie recommended that a few episodes ago, and she said the same thing. Like, it's
0: uh, who needs the American version?
1: Even though I have heard good things about the American version. But, yeah. Yeah, so I'll have well, to I check mean, that it, out.
0: Well, it's, it's hard to get that wrong. It's a fantastic premise. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, a couple that moves into this super duper old, you know, English manner. And the, the woman in the couple falls out of a two-story window, dies for a couple of seconds, and comes back. And suddenly she can see ghosts be- because she was technically dead. And ah. the ghosts are all, like, just different walks of life. And they're all... Um, they all coexist but the thing is like not only do they coexist they also because they have so much time on their hands they've come up with like clubs you know and, and like they have um food hour where they describe foods that they've eaten in the past because they can't eat now so they just talk about foods that they've eaten in the past they talk they have a a group called um what would you wear if you could wear something different because what you die in is just what you die in mm-hmm and that's all that all you can ever wear. So it's just fun for them to, to imagine, oh, what could I wear? It's hilarious. It has heart. It's beautiful. Just just watch the UK version. Jesus. <laughs> that, was, that was
1: great. Thank you, Carla. It's
0: <laughs> always a pleasure.
1: And Aaron, what are you into? Okay, well, while I am watching American Horror Story
3: 1984, I'm not super into it. But I am watching it for you. But I did watch a movie on Amazon called Black as Night, and it's um, set in New Orleans, and it's, like, this teenage girl, and she's fighting vampires. I thought it was good. I just got onto IMDb to, like, get some information about it, and apparently it has terrible reviews, but I thought it was cute. It was a little predictable, but it was a really good movie, and, you know, vampires, New Orleans teenagers having fun making bad decisions like i I thought it was good
1: so i think everyone should check it out that sounds like something up my alley i'll have to check that one out cool i wrote that one down and tiff so a
2: few days ago i watched a i don't okay let me preface i don't particularly care for christmas movies because i find the trope to be trope out. Uh, because it's totally <laughs> predictable. But <laughs> I did take a chance on um, a Netflix movie called Love Hard, and it has Nina Dobrev and it has uh, Jimmy O. Yang in it. And I didn't think Nina Dobrev was funny. Like, I, I didn't, because I think she was on Vampire Diaries, right, which is drama and, you know, over-the-top, like, CW type of deal. But, um, like, she's really funny in this She's really, really funny, and it's totally predictable. It's about a it's about a woman who gets on a dating app and she gets catfished by a guy that lives three thousand miles away. She thinks it's her perfect match. She goes to visit him for Christmas, and booyah, it's somebody completely different. And of course, shenanigans and hijinks ensue, and (laughs) you find out what happens at the end. But it's really sweet. It is. It's a really sweet movie. I might just watch it again, which is very rare, like for me, for Netflix movies. I usually don't do it, but
1: I highly recommend it,
2: which I rarely do also.
1: <laughs> and this is Aaron, the other Aaron. And what I'm into is yesterday I was able to watch two movies that were not podcast prep. It was a miracle of miracles and <laughs> had nothing to do with the podcast. So I watched uh, the musical Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield and directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it is about Jonathan Larson, who, of course, famously died. (laughs) That's just horrible that I'm making that the first thing about him. But um, he wrote The Rent. He wrote Rent. And so he became pretty well known for that and then sadly died at a very young age. Uh, But it's all about him and his struggles to become that, become a successful theater uh musical theater guy writer and it's it was really good and if you don't like musicals though I will preface by saying if you don't like musicals you will not like
0: this movie <laughs> if you don't like musicals you're broken inside
3: <laughs> don't talk to us just stop watching that <laughs> <laughs> go away you don't like
2: yeah. it you can't but sit it. with us at the lunch table no yeah. <laughs>
1: But if you're a musical, if you love musicals and you're a theater geek, especially if you're a theater geek, if you ever were a theater geek, this will speak to you a lot on that, on that level. Uh, it really made me miss the theater and it missed, it made me miss being on stage. I can't sing for the life of me. You've probably heard my singing on episodes before. It was not a pleasant thing. Even though our band, Blue Eggs.
0: Ceased. Yes, our hit band, <laughs> Blue Eggs. And we're, we're co-lead singers and everything, and yet you don't want to hear either of us sing, even though we will sing whether you want us to or not. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, well, Carla has a much better voice than I do, so <laughs> we can all agree on that.
0: And that's us at all, folks. That's us at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I watched, on Hulu, a movie featuring somebody that I'm sorry, but this is not going away anytime soon, <laughs> Mr. Finn Whitrock. in the this movie called um locating silver lake i i don't know if i would recommend this movie to be honest it's it's a very indie very typical i love indies but this is a very typical indie film about a white guy graduates college moves to la right after his girlfriend dumps him and he gets knowledge from all these other people around him that guy's not played by finn wetrock by the way and goes out there. He's a writer. It's that kind of thing. It's typical. You'll see it in like a hundred billion independent movies. But he meets this character, Seth, played by Finn Wittrock. And the reason I am bringing this up is I am obsessed with the styling
0: in this movie.
1: <laughs> I am serious. The clothes he wears. I they we're just
0: gonna go. I'm obsessed with Finn Wittrock, and I'm like, what we know. <laughs>
1: That's a given. Everybody already knows this, but the styling is amazing. His character is a complete a hole and kind of a sociopath, but the clothes he wears are so awesome. And his hair—I mean, well, it's Finn Wittrock, so he always has amazing hair. But his hair is incredible. <laughs> the makeup he wears, all this stuff—it's just—I just love the styling. So I'm obsessed with that, with the styling in that. Okay, so let's get into one hit wonders. So I said favorite sitcom. But I should have just said favorite comedy. I don't know why I said sitcom, because that's weird. I don't know. So I want to start first with your favorite comedy or sitcom that you think deserved more than one season, Bex.
4: So yeah, I went with, I I mean, I guess it's a comedy, but it's one of those short form 20 minute shows. That's kind of how I took it. So um, it's called The Baker and the Beauty. I don't know if anybody is familiar with it at all, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it came out last year um, in April. And it was one of those like mid season replacements on ABC. So it only had nine episodes. And I, I feel like everybody was watching streaming stuff and not network stuff during the early months of the pandemic. And so I think it got lower ratings than usual, but it's basically like, uh, a Miami Cuban family has a bakery and, um, you know, the, it's a an older couple with two adult sons and a teenage daughter and the oldest son they want him to get married they want him to get married his girlfriend proposed this all happens in the first like in the trailer so i'm not really spoiling (laughs) the girlfriend wants to get married and so she actually decides to take it upon herself to propose to him but in a very public setting and he's like um no (laughs) (laughs) and then some famous actress uh is in the restaurant that night and invites him to hang out with her and her friends and like go blow off some steam or whatever and then they fall in love and you know it's cheesy typical but you know representation (laughs) i actually was almost gonna be like okay how many latinx one-hit wonders can i come up with for this but i i decided that would be too much. Uh, there, there were enough, but I was like, oh, we'll, we'll diversify it a bit. So, um, it was on ABC. I think now, I think now it's on Netflix, I think. Um, and it's only nine episodes and it is cute. The, the actors in it, I didn't know the, the, I didn't know them from other things, but I looked them up and like, there's the the actress, her name is Noah, the character. Um, and she was in Vampire Diaries and Dynasty, I guess. Uh, Natalie Kelly is her name. So if people watch those things, like she might be familiar to you. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I really I, I think in in 2020, I just needed some sort of like wholesome content. <laughs> and it it did the trick for me. And I would have loved to see it. Get a little more because they opened up. You know, the teenage daughter comes out, and of course, that's like a, a conflict in the. And I feel like there were a lot of storylines they could have had more time to develop in there. So, um, and I picked that one because I also figured it probably wouldn't be popular. I wouldn't be stealing it from anybody if I took that one. <laughs> <laughs> it is a remake of, um, I think, an Israeli show with by the same name. So I don't know the how the the premise changes at all but um i was like oh you know miami cuban family here we go let's let's give it a (laughs) shot
0: (laughs) and carla okay so i am a fan of a lot of shows that get canceled too early because you know that's what i get for picking up shows in the first season i should just do the sensible thing and only watch shows that have had at least three seasons under their belt but you know, learned that lesson too late. Um, <laughs> but the one that I'm picking to talk about for sitcoms is Clone High, and I don't I don't typically even watch, let alone recommend animated series because uh, I, I just I, I don't have the patience for animated. Just, uh, but yeah, exactly. But this one I was really into. Um, it's another one that my sister got me into back in the day, back when it was airing. She was too too young to be watching it, but I'm not her mother. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, it's it's silly, but the reason that it's called Clone High is because all of the the, the cast is high school aged versions clones of all of these historical figures. So you you have like Abe Lincoln, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, Cleopatra, JFK, and it, it's kind of like imagine imagine if you will, just imagine. Dawson's Creek or 90210 but animated and with teen versions of historical figures it is classic (laughs) it is gold it is a lot it is just yeah but it's actually it's pretty good and it's really funny and it had its rough spots where you're like oh why would you do that and it's like because it's the 90s and you know whatever was it the 90s I don't know whatever so long time ago (laughs) but if you do get a chance to go and watch it, like watch an episode or two, it's, it's hilarious. It's kooky fun. I wish that that I had gotten to stick around for longer. I think there was talk at some point of bringing it back. I don't know, but that would be interesting to see, you know, in 2021 or 2022 or something like that, what they would add or subtract from the formula. Because I think that there's, there were a lot of places where it could have gone that it didn't, Delve into specifically, you know, like representation and just, you know, maybe not making all of the pairings so heteronormative and all of that. But it, it would have been interesting. I, I bet you. I just bet you. I'm just thinking right now. I I, I know that they would put in a Frida Kahlo, like a team Frida, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, there, yay Frida. But there are so many other, you know, so many other artists and and yeah. famous people who are also and you know like just let freedom rest in peace man just like just let her chill in her cloud but anyway clone high is pretty good check it out
1: when i was doing research and looking up all you know lists of what people recommend and like that was on quite a few lists of some of the best one hit wonder shows like shows that have one season so yeah awesome and aaron
3: Okay, I've never heard of that, but I really want to watch it now. I had a couple, um, but I think the one that I'm going to go with is Selfie. It's from 2014, and I think it got a bad rap. It, I don't think it was marketed well, but it does have Karen Gillen in it, who is one of my favorite people, and John Cho. And it's totally a, just like a rom-com, basically. But I think it's adorable, and it had a lot of potential. It didn't get great reviews it only had seven episodes on ABC and then it switched over to finish out with 13 episodes on Hulu. So it was a very short run. And I think if they had given it more time, it was starting to evolve into something better. Um, Cause it did start out like a little rough, but I think it was really cute. And I think it had a lot of potential and Karen Gillian and John Cho are just like have great, great chemistry together. I think they were really funny and it was really cute. And yeah, I was really crushed whenever it got canceled. I remember just being so sad and wanting to watch it again. So I, yeah, I really missed that one.
1: Yeah. And I know a couple of other panelists on here loved that show as well. So, and so Tiff, your favorite.
2: So I was debating between two. And of course, they were both cursed by that Fox network. Every time we find something (laughs) on Fox, they snatch it from us. But I'm going to go with, um, because I love John Stamos so much, I'm going to go with Grandfathered. And it came out, oh my goodness, I think that was, what, about maybe six years ago? Yeah. But the whole premise is that, so he's this, you know, this playboy, you know, he's he's good looking, and he's been with uh, a ton of women. And he finds out that he has this grown son with this woman that he dated previously. And he has a daughter. So he's now known as a grandfather. He runs this restaurant, it's very popular. And he's like, wait a minute, I can't be a grandfather. This is ridiculous. It's like, I'm young, I'm hip, I'm (laughs) I'm beautiful. Um, And it's just (laughs) the whole, (laughs) it's just his, you know, the pitfalls of him learning how to be number one, a father, and then learning how to embrace being a grandfather. And I mean, and we all know this, especially this country, puts such a premium on quote-unquote youth. So Mm -hmm. when people do end up becoming grandparents at kind of a younger age, and he was supposed to be like in his probably like early, early 50s, which is not like super duper young to become a grandparent, but I guess when you don't even think you had a kid, yeah, (laughs) that can be a shock. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but you know, it's him coming to terms with the fact that he is, you know, middle-aged and he does have this grown son and he does have this grandkid and he ends up being, it's really sweet. It's really funny. The supporting cast is great. It's got Josh Peck in it from, I don't know if you remember like Drake and Josh,
0: uh, Mm -hmm. Josh and Drake, whatever that was called. Uh, just I remember just him look. as Ray Ronan, the Mindy Project.
2: Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh Ron, my yes. gosh, that's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and he's really cute in it. He's really funny the way he uh the way he balances his like comedic chops because he's very funny. And then his dramatic side as well. It's just, it's really good. But you'll be so sad, you know, when you watch it and it's like just snatch the rug out from under you.
1: Yeah, Don't you, Fox? I know they do that a lot. And uh, by the way, Tiff, Josh Peck is in that movie I mentioned, locating Silver Lake. He's the main guy.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and I see, I see. Mal actually yeah. um, mentioned four weddings and a funeral. That was that was Mindy Kaling's project on Hulu. Oh, yeah, that really was funny. actually really funny. That's a good one, Mal. Thank you. Yeah. I really like that one. I thought it was really really great. And I thought that they would that it was going to be like an anthology, and they would bring it back. For a second season,
1: but,
2: uh, wow, nothing.
1: Okay. Well, the show I'm going to mention is this show called Downward Dog that was on ABC for one season. And I know that, um, and I know that the premise of this show, I think is what turned people off because this is a show about this woman, Nan, and the dog, Martin, that she adopts and the dog talks. And I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous on the surface, but it's done so well. I mean, there are, you do kind of see the lips of the dog move a little bit, but it's not easy. It's not corny. And if you love dogs, if you love dogs, this is like the show for you. And Martin has such amazing insights and is so funny. And it's exactly what you think a dog might think sometimes. I mean, there is a whole scene where he's like, he goes through struggles where he's like, Nan isn't like the perfect human for me anymore. Or Nan isn't living up to what Nan needs to be doing for me. And uh, Nan is played by Allison Tolman, who's amazing. I love her so much. But there's a whole scene where he thinks he's going to leave her and go to another human. And the human, and have you ever done this with a dog? I do it all the time with Fergie and she still falls for this. I can't believe it. But, you know, you fake throw a toy or a ball <laughs> and then you hide it and they like look for it. And he does that. And he's like, oh, you're so stupid. And the dog's thoughts are like, I cannot believe I got taken in by a ball tease. And it's just the way he says it. That's so funny. But there's also just these lines of like the dog saying no one in the history of the universe will ever love this woman the way that I love her. Talking about Nan. And it's just such a beautiful beautiful show it even though it was just one season and i wanted more everybody wanted more that was fans of it it was well written well done timothy omenson is on it for a couple of episodes carla <laughs> did you say Tim O? yes what? he's, he's re- uh, one episode and he's like a dog trainer and
0: he's kind of this snooty dog trainer <laughs> Nudie Tim O. Mm, sounds like yeah. my jam.
4: Long hair or short hair, though? That's my question.
0: I, I think I
1: can't remember now because this was right around the time when he was still doing Supernatural, so I mm. occasionally, so I can't remember. But because this was a few years ago that this show got canceled. And uh, even though we all wanted more, the people that were fans of it, um, it still had a great, wonderful, beautiful finale. And I cried almost every episode of this show because I loved dogs so much. Plus, it's me. But I just wish more people had discovered this show and gotten over the fact that in your face, in your in your mind, it might seem like the stupidest premise. But it was really heartfelt. And it, again, showed that we could learn so much from dogs. And if we were like dogs, I just think, I don't know. We should all strive to be the person our dog thinks we are, is all I'm going to say. So mm-hmm. it's not like Mr. Ed at all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Mel,
4: that's where my thoughts went, too. So you're not alone there. <laughs> I was like, like Mr. Ed?
1: <laughs> no, nothing like Mr. Ed. It's, it's a great, it's a great, great show. Look it up. Look up stuff on YouTube. It was actually a YouTube show first. It was like the sh- these shorts that they would do. But, yeah. and the dog was a rescue dog um, that they used. And he, like, they took him from a rescue and used him on the show and it's just it's a great a great show, and I'm and I don't know if Erin A has watched this because she.
3: I've never heard of this. Oh my it sounds gosh, amazing. I'm
1: surprised. I was like the only person that I would have thought maybe possibly could have heard of this show was the other Erin. <laughs> Super <laughs> excited though. It sounds amazing. It is. It's it's great. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to dramas. I don't know why I had to say it. Like it's <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah.
0: perfect. Going with the theme, I love it. Drama dramatic
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so bex what's your Um, favorite drama so
4: i picked the watchman um and honestly i don't know that i wanted more of it i think it was great the way it was it did end on a in a way where it left room for more but i think i was i was okay with it ending way it did and that's why i i accepted it and i was like yeah that's one of one of my favorites so it it has regina king in it Mm -hmm. um which is fantastic and i actually watched it before i read the graphic novel Watchmen, so i didn't know the context of the you know sort of the the background of that story but um, I think it made me appreciate the graphic novel when I went back and read it a bit more afterward and it's not an adaptation right it's more something that's set in the future of the universe that was in the graphic novel and I think that's really fantastic it's like what is the fallout of what happened you know what what does the world look like 30 plus years later uh, after the events with the giant squid and <laughs> all of all of that which you know if you don't know the context of it can be a little strange but I think they did a good job of telling the story where you didn't need to know all the characters and you felt like you were discovering the the storyline along with the characters who weren't alive at that time uh when the the events of the graphic novel took place I think what what really blew me away from that and this is I mean it's a little bit embarrassing but I I know I'm not the only one so I'll I'll say it here but that is where I learned about the Tulsa massacre was from that show. And honestly when we watched that episode and that scene went down I I actually turned to my husband I'm like that's not real is it? Like did that really happen? And he's like I don't think so and then we started googling it and we're like oh shit like yeah that that's very, very real. And why didn't we never learn about that? Right. And so I'm thankful for pop culture that teaches us that history, but I think it's pretty messed up that that's where I learned it. You know, I'm 40 years old. I was, you know, in my late thirties when the show came out and it was like, I should have known that before now. I definitely should have known that before now. And um, yeah, so that was, that's sort of a, a big thing on that.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, that speaks to our education system and what we value teaching people and what we don't value teaching people. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you could still check the show out on on HBO. I once in a while I want those escapist shows like The Baker and the Beauty, where I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. Just let whatever happen, happen. But more often than not, I like shows that really make you think. And this show, you know, it tackles issues of racism, um, police brutality and and violence this sort of like you know oh we're putting masks on the police to protect the their identities so people don't come after them but like what does that then allow them to do in return and of course you know like a year later we're all wearing masks anyway (laughs) you know um so obviously for different reasons but it it it's kind of eerie the way it, it played into it you know this whole idea of like vigilantism versus superheroes, like, what is that line between the two of them? Um, I think that it tackles that really well. And, um, yeah, I I don't know. it's just like it kind of gives you this like we have a duty to be better humans. but like at the same time, no one human can, no matter what their powers are, especially like we have these godlike characters in the show. They can't solve all the world's problems, even if they they take on these godlike qualities. So, uh, you know, it takes it takes all of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's much better than the movie that came out years ago. That's what I've heard. I did not
4: see the movie. But yes, that is absolutely
1: what I've heard. (laughs) And Carla, yours.
0: Okay, like I I feel like if you've watched me very much or listened to me very much, you're going to think I'm going to go with Firefly. Because, I mean, I've been on an episode here of Firefly. I was on two sudden but inevitable podcast episodes about Firefly. Bed, Butter, Behead did, I think, one or two episodes on Firefly. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a very I'm very big into Firefly, Firefly. I'm a brown coat for life. But here's the thing. Like, I've had enough time to mull it over my head. And it's like, all right, cool. But other, th- other shows have caught my attention since then and that I wish that had gone on for longer. And I, I, I was really torn between two of them. I'll briefly mention one just because it, it, uh, it was something that was very important to me to see all of this representation on TV. And it's not nearly enough representation because, I mean, most of the leads are white. But um, the show Stumptown, which was in 2019. And it, it, part of the reason it didn't get renewed was because of the shutdown with COVID and everything. But it starred Colby um, Sm- Smulders as a you know a detective and she's all gruff and grumpy because she has um ptsd and she has like a lot of stress and all of this stuff but the most notable thing about her is that she is the lead character in this show and she's openly bisexual like there's no like oh maybe she's into girls no she's shown having flings and relationships with women but of course you know the show being created still in the twenty. 20- 1920s the 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 two romantic um maybes are guys so it still has like those heteronormative patterns but it does show that bisexual people aren't a myth and that uh that they're out there living their lives and having romances and flings and it's not a a matter of her um not being able to decide She's just living her life like anybody of any other sexuality would. It doesn't make her incapable of commitment. What makes her incapable of commitment is the fact that she has issues stemming from like real trauma. But mm-hmm. that, and then also her brother on the show is uh, has Down syndrome. is played by somebody with Down syndrome, but he's not like you know a side character that is brought out only for sympathy. He's a fully fleshed-out character in his own right, who has um, who has things that he wants and and that he he goes after. He has dreams of his own, and he's shown being supported by everybody in his life, and being loved, and not relegated to the role of just you know a pitiable accessory, as so many people with disabilities in general, but specifically people with Down syndrome often can be. But okay, so here's the thing though. The show that ended up winning out for me is Whiskey Cavalier. Whiskey Cavalier knew that was gonna be here. (laughs) Well you know me very well. Whiskey (laughs) Cavalier is hilarious and I was okay, you know, do I put this under drama? Do I put it under comedy? Because it's it's a hilarious show. It's great. It's also from 2019. It stars Scott Foley, which I mean, I love Scott Foley. Scott Foley is so Who cute. Doesn't? He's great. Right? Thank you, thank you. Until recently, I thought that that Erin M was a Scott Foley hater. Turns out that she's just a Noel hater, but that's okay. We've had this discussion. I, We're I not going to go her. back there.
1: Come
0: on, the <laughs> we made
1: up with the Ben Noel Benol ship. Benol,
0: yes, the Benol ship. Ben-Ole for Everything's life. Everything's fine. Man. Yes, it's great. But like, okay, so listen to the, to this cast. Okay, it's Scott Foley. Lauren Cohen, Tyler James Williams, Anna Ortiz, Veer Das. which if you haven't seen his comedy specials, check them out. He is fantastic. But check out his comedy specials. And then if you watch Whiskey Cavalier somewhere, watch it. And it's like a whole different person. It's fantastic. Josh Hopkins and Bellamy Young is in it too. It's, It's a fantastic show. Great casting. They go all over the world and they're, you know, like, uh, they, they're they're CIA people. They're FBI people, and then they come together to become a team of spies, and they go on all of these adventures. <laughs> I love how Tiff is just like imitating my my hand gestures of bringing two hands together for a cause. But it, it's it's great fun. It's uh, just a marvelous show that I don't think takes itself too seriously. And also, what what I liked about Scott Foley's character is that he he's He's a soft guy, you know. He's seen multiple times crying and just having like all of this this depth of emotion, and um, he's very eager to talk about about his feelings to the point people are like, "Oh my god, okay, we get it." You know, you have feelings, but it's it's never really a thing where like where he's the where where him being soft is the butt of the joke. It's more like he's just a, a guy who who. Like you, like you watch this and you want to get to know him and and get to know more about him, um, which I think, especially in in the action genre, is is pretty rare, you know. Like because so often it's just like these tough, burly guys and they shut down their feelings so they can get the job done. I mean, like it, it, I think of Criminal Minds and that's the thing that comes to mind is Hodge and how you never really see through the veneer because he's just a tough macho man who's Getting justice, but no, no. This guy—he—he—he can be tough, and he can be smart, and he can be soft, which I don't think we see enough of. And I—I really would have loved to have seen where the show went after the one season, after which it was canceled. Because you know, I think it was an ABC, and as Tiff says, their their nickname is always be canceling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm more than a little bitter, but you know, whatever cares about my feelings <laughs> certainly not abc or fox
1: i know abc, ABC fox, and fox they don't care about neck. anyone's feelings <laughs> yeah, are they owned by the same people I i'm mean, telling it's like- you there's
2: like there's like a, a a dude with white hair and a long beard sitting at, atop. top <laughs> The corporate ladder of okay. ABC and Fox, and they're like, no, like no, 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 They're like, this looks too <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> this is wonderful. People want to Exactly. People love this. Let's cancel it. <laughs> ah, true. Real, <laughs> real.
0: True. The women folk are into this. Cancel it. <laughs> the
1: women folk. <laughs> That's very true and Aaron, your favorite drama
3: okay can i just say in like one turn carla has stolen my whole entire list
1: oh <laughs>
3: no i'm kidding like half of my list because i have like five things for everything because i can never decide on anything but yes, I agree. Firefly is the obvious choice that I think is going to be like number one for the whole entire world at this point. So we don't need to talk about that. Let's just all assume. That's why I skipped Firefly. it. Firefly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's fair to say that everyone misses Firefly. Uh, one of my other choices was also Stumptown, which I think was amazing. Uh, yeah, I just love that show so much. I agree with everything Carla said. I haven't read the comic books, but they're on my list because I heard they're really good, too my gosh and whiskey cavalier again i agree i love that show um i'm so sad Uh, i'll go with one also from 2019 that i think might have also been a casualty of covid and it was called the enemy within and it was on nbc and it starred jennifer carpenter who who doesn't love her (laughs) yes right have you seen it it's so good um and morris chestnut who also i think is amazing and he's in like everything in the world too um he's a really great but basically he, jennifer carpenter is just the most hated person in america she was a spy a foreign agent that they kind of like turned to blackmail to get information from and just everybody knows her name everyone knows her face she's just like the worst but now she's got this information that the Morris Chestnut character needs to save the world, basically, and so he has to work with her. And it's just this really good, like spy show, sort of weaving in like a little bit of current event stuff. But it was just really great. But it only got thirteen episodes. It was from twenty nineteen. I so I'm guessing that that's maybe why there wasn't more because everything got shut down so abruptly, and then kind of I think everyone maybe just moved on but it was really great I think it had a really good potential to you know go on for a while uh, but just with those two characters there was like a, a several you know secondary characters too that were really great really good actors but those two together just were really good um, I thought it was really interesting and it was really bombed whenever it didn't get renewed
1: yeah yeah I remember that one too and Jennifer Carpenter I mean yeah, my favorite character. Deb. She's so good. Love
3: Everything she's in. She's so yeah, good.
1: The exorcism of Emily Rose. She is so flipping good in that movie. And I'm mm-hmm. just throwing that out there too. Yeah. And <laughs> Mal mentioned forever. I, I know there are people, I know. I, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure Tiff is a fan. Of, is that the one you were going to mention Tiff?
2: I was overwhelmed. (laughs) I was just just overwhelmed. And this is an honor if uh, Meg is out there listening. This is because this was, we totally bonded over the fact that we were the only ones who were watching this show when it was on, apparently, at least who recognized it on Twitter. But we were so devastated when it was canceled. We were completely devastated because it ended on the biggest cliffhanger that you could ever end on. And this is what I'm talking about with ABC. Always be canceling because, of course, it was ABC. (laughs) And we did. Mal's right. We did discuss this on Twitter. And I know Meg chimed in, too, because it's uh, Alana De La Garza, who you know, for those that know her career, she started on Law & Order. She was on, like, the last um, three seasons of the original Law & Order. uh, And she played uh, the ADA Connie Rubarosa. She was great on that. Uh, so it stars her as a detective and then it stars the ever handsome Yolan Griffith as a um, immortal, <laughs> the immortal Henry. And he's trying to keep his secret from the people around him. So because, uh, because Mal said that i'm not going to do it wait was it my turn aaron
1: yeah it's your turn yeah okay
2: <laughs> i'm just going i'm blathering on and on and i'm like wait a minute is it my turn okay so since mal mentioned that i i won't i'll move off of forever i'm gonna go with something i probably nobody here has ever heard of and it's called terra nova now oh, this yeah. is <laughs> yes this, oh yeah you heard of it <laughs> so i can't believe the show was 10 10 years old as of this year it came out in 2011 And it, it is, it's very, it was a very ambitious project. And so the premise is, you know, it's the um, 22nd century. And of course the earth is polluted and it's overdeveloped. Nobody can, nobody can survive essentially on earth anymore. So scientists figure out a way to open up a portal to send people back to prehistoric times, like. With dinosaurs, <laughs> <laughs> not like with, not like just with like cave people and Neanderthals. We're talking about actual dinosaurs. <laughs> so, so the whole thing. So this family, led by uh, Jason O'Mara, who uh, Irish Jason O'Mara, his accent is fantastic. He rarely uses it in TV. Um, he's always like a USian, you know. I I don't say American because that's kind of like whatever, but he's a USian in most of the TV shows that he's in. So he's got just that very, you know, standard USian accent. But his natural Irish accent is just so beautiful and so wonderful. Unfortunately, he's not using it in this. Anywho, though, it's his family (laughs) that gets blasted back through the portal to the prehistoric times, and it's them trying to come up with a way to survive because, I mean, hello, it's prehistoric times, so they don't have all of the technology to, uh, to survive, you have to do a lot of these things by hand. And then it's also trying to balance the fact that people are always going to be evil and there's always going to be people who want to take advantage of other people for their own gain and for their own ends. So it only lasted for what, 13 episodes? Because once again, box decided mm-hmm. to pull the plug on it, so. The only the other other thing that I was going to say um, if I didn't choose Terra Nova I was going to choose Flash Forward which showed on um, ABC and that was with John Cho and Gabrielle Union and they played a couple on that which you know totally rare you know Asian man black woman that just doesn't happen but that was an excellent premise too so check that out and that lasted 22 se- 22 episodes darn you, ABC.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, seriously. And I'll just briefly say, because one of our uh, other frequent panelists, uh, Danelle, she wanted to give a shout out to Moonlight. She had said that one. I never watched that one either, which is surprising since it's about vampires. Correct? Anyone else watch that one? Uh- <laughs> no. I think I saw two episodes. Okay. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think you're right. CW plays commercials for it constantly. Oh, that's making right. me, for some reason, CW really wants me to watch that. And it shows me an insane amount of commercials for forever. So I'm now actively hate not watching forever because the CW will play that commercial literally four times in a row every commercial break. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> That's my rant about the CW. I hate CW commercials. I would pay, like, I would pay it, them money to not watch commercials. Anyway, I know, I know I should. It's so good. It's, it's
4: always so those cool. people who won't watch something because they've heard about it from other people too much. Oh,
1: I know. I'm looking at my co-host.
4: <laughs> I'm looking at my co-host who will not watch Tid Lasso because of how much I love it. <laughs> you like him pulling you out. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, the one I am going to mention, and there's another one I'll give a shout out to if it doesn't come up in the next segment, but the one I'm going to mention is this show that I figured it would be not mentioned, so that's why I chose it. This show called Awake, and it was on, I believe, NBC. Yeah, Tiff, you've seen this? See, see Tiff and I usually, be... <laughs> yeah, and this was a show call, uh, starring Jason Isaacs, who is another person that very rarely uses his, he's, he's, isn't he British, or is he, right? I, believe I mean, so. I always he's assumed not, he
4: was because of Harry if Potter. If he's not British, right? then he's
1: Irish. I've never watched Harry Potter. I'm not a Harry Potter person. If what? yeah, if he's not British, yeah. then he's Irish. It's, okay. Yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah, but he usually is always um, using a U.S.A.N. I'll I'll say that for an accent. Uh, he's also starring in some movie that's coming up. That's all about these two families meeting after a school shooting. And talking that's supposed to be incredible called Mass. So anyway, just throwing it out there. I haven't watched it, but it's supposed to be incredible. But this is about Jason Isaacs plays a character that uh, is in a car accident uh, that takes the life of a family member. Um, a police detective lives two alter... After a car accident, takes the life of a family member. A police detective lives two alternating parallel lives. One with his wife and one with his sons. And so based... With his son. So... What it is, is basically in one universe, his wife died. In the other universe, his son died. So he's waking up in two different universes. So it's kind of like the struggle of deciding, you know, which universe would you want to be the reality? If you had to lose one family nice. member, would you want to use your, lose your kid or your wife? But it's it was really well done. And Jason Isaacs is a really, really good actor. I mean, very underrated. And people don't talk about him a lot. And so it was really... Uh, so it was really 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 good so that's yeah that's one that I would recommend in it I don't like the that premise, premise alone has me traumatized <laughs> it's so stressful <laughs> I know I'm, I'm looking at Carla like I'm traumatizing Carla I'm sorry <laughs> that show was a lot it was, it was a lot,
2: lot. yeah mm-hmm. I mean I, I remember I'm like oh my gosh what's he gonna choose What what's he gonna choose yeah, oh and like, he is from he's a- he's British Aaron
1: he is British okay, he's that's British he
2: was born in Liverpool
1: okay thank you that thank sounds you. so awful
0: yeah. Oh my god! Do like.
1: Well, you know me; I like watching the dark, <laughs> twisted stuff. Um, so we just very heavy.
0: Aaron, that people slept on awake.
1: Oh, boom!
0: <laughs> wow! I'm still traumatized by by it. I'm just coping with humor.
1: That's a coping mechanism. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to have traumatized people with this premise. But it it was so he was so good in it, and it was really well done. And I just it was one of those where you're like you didn't know which reality you would want him to actually be in. So it was very sad and heartbreaking. And Mal says this sounds like sliding sliding doors combined with that Sandra Bullock movie where she keeps waking up to in a different time. Very yeah, it's very much like that. That's that's a good call. And what was the name of that Sandra Bullock movie? Now I'm forgetting.
0: I don't know, but there's a show now called ordinary joe ordinary joe yes yep. that's what i was thinking yeah. and, oh. and it, the premise is that on his college graduation day he has to he picks one of three different options and then you're following him through all three of these timelines and it is a jumble it is confusing mm-hmm. and i'm trying to watch it like i watched one episode and i'm like it's it's too stressful like is this cop joe Not is this nurse cool. joe i don't understand what's going on
1: premonition thank you mal yeah that's the name of that movie premonition yes yes which stars um julian mcmahon from that show i hate don't even love to hate it nip tuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> just so you know yeah. my mention of ordinary joe is not an endorsement of ordinary joe
3: <laughs> because uh, yeah i can't decide if i like it yet either but i am in love with james wolk so I'll, oh, that's why i started watching it but
0: the, the girl who plays I amy is know. the one who's doing it for me however Probably not enough for me to continue watching it. And also, okay, do we really need like a sliding doors for men? <laughs> right. His, his down with the man. Neither <laughs> neither of
3: the three lives he has men. really seems that terrible for him.
0: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, none of these seem like too bad. So maybe just um pick one and focus on that for the show because I'm I'm kind of over this premise. Like, yeah. You know, i I just want to point out that that meg mentioned the show pitch which none of us mentioned but uh it's a sitcom that that she was into that was a one-hit wonder so that 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 was that
1: was the one i wasn't going to mention because i wasn't sure it was going to come up in the next segment but carla mentioned it so (laughs) um (laughs) hi hi neo the Palladian of Light. I'm not sure who you are, but thank you. Power to the people and power to me. Thank you. <laughs> thank
3: you. Sounds I, like Leo is a Finn fan. Yes,
1: yes, which would make you a, a in the right. So <laughs> the correct name. You're allowed to yes, if one to of you it. go
0: off and make a separate account and just log in <laughs> to do this? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding>. secretly, <laughs> like, like, off there, just creating
1: Got your happy price, priceline. Okay, so let's get into what would be the one show you'd want to see return, Bex.
4: Well, there's a couple of shows that are allegedly returning, but like I haven't heard anything about them in a while. So there's one uh was an Amazon Prime show called Tales from the Loop, which I absolutely adored. I, I can't even get into explaining what it is, but just like go into it. And it's this whole like time loop issue past present I don't. it's amazing um, Losa Spookies which was on HBO is supposedly coming back from, for a second season but you know it's been a couple of years obviously there was a pandemic I know but like I just want a little news a little teaser is it really happening but the one I picked is actually a stop motion animation series called Rilakkuma and Kawaru and it's about these really cute bears <laughs> And a human woman. And the bears are her roommates. Um, They don't really talk. I don't know how. This is like the weirdest thing to have to explain to people. (laughs) So apparently there might be a spinoff on it. But um, with with some of the same characters. But basically, which which means, this is the translation, bear in a relaxed mood. (laughs) So it's like a lazy bear. And he's a lazy brown bear. And then there's Kori Lakuma, who's the little bear in a relaxed mood. And they move in with this woman who she's got to be like, I swear she's in her 30s. Like she's going through some existential crisis stuff that I feel like 30-somethings can very much relate to. It's So it's stop motion animation, but it's not really a kid's show uh, at all. Um, and then she has a pet bird named Kyoritori and I meant to bring my little stuffed animals here to show you all. Um, I have them, the episodes are like 10 or 15 minutes long, so it's not a huge commitment. You can watch it straight through like a movie in a couple hours or a little less, um, because I think there's only, there are 13 episodes. So, uh, very, very worthwhile, you know, it kind of, it explores this, this woman Kuwaru's sort of like what it's like to be a single woman and her experiences with work and like her colleagues going out to hang out without her and she wants to find a a boyfriend but she can't and it's like and then she befriends this little boy who lives next door and I don't know it's just it's it's so I I, I like wholesome stuff apparently right now because <laughs> it, it falls into that that wholesome category but at the same time it's not Like, it really does tackle some serious issues in terms of, like, mental health and social well-being, and I don't know. One of my favorite episodes has um, Kawaru, the woman, wants to take a trip to Hawaii. And she's supposed to go to Hawaii. And so, like, Rilakuma the bear, is super excited to go on this trip with her. And she's like, no, I want to take, like, my new boyfriend or whatever (laughs) that she has at the time. And so the bears are really sad. And they make a a music video about how they wish they were in Hawaii. And it goes viral. And then they win a trip to Hawaii. And they go without Kawaru. And they just leave her behind. And they're like, we're going to Hawaii without you. (laughs) It's, it's. It's perfection. I don't know. Check it out. It's not a huge commitment. Just give it a shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank thank you. I've never, yeah, I've heard of that at all. They're the cutest bears ever. (laughs) And Mal is shouting out, Merry, happy, whatever. It's a Christmas show released on Netflix in 2019. Now that we have streaming services, holiday seasons are doable. They could make it be a different holiday and family each year. I don't think I've, I haven't heard of that one either. Anyone on our panel?
0: No.
3: It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Carla, what is the show you would bring back? I would bring back Selfie. And here's the thing. It was a very promising show. It didn't get nearly enough episodes to go where it seemed like it wanted to go. There were a lot of problematic things in it that could have been corrected, seeing as how it was so early on in the in the show for example i mean like we can talk for hours about charmonique and how for all of the, the the heart that she brought to the show there was still like a lot of really like gross stereotypes about black women but i really think that that could have been corrected down the line like you know if it had been uh to go and to go on i don't know i'm hopeful that it could have been but selfie just it was a lovely show and it had a lot of heart and it was very sweet and the chemistry between karen Gillan and john cho was just off the charts i mean like the, the, there's that one moment with the bookcase and the just watch it like find it somewhere and watch it and you'll get to this point where there's like a bookcase and you're gonna be like ah, that's what she was talking about and i'll be like yes yes i'm sitting here in your home now just to say that's what i was talking about but it, it really it, it, it was—it's just very promising, and I—I I think that it was undercut—that uh, that its um, future was undercut by the terrible marketing, the fact that it was called "Selfie." Like I yeah. almost didn't watch it because it was called "Selfie," and I was like, "That sounds really boring." And then, like a bunch of my friends on on Twitter were talking about how good it was, so I decided to check it out, and I'm glad that I did. But I'm also angry because it didn't end up getting picked up. But yeah, I, I I think that John Cho as a romantic lead was phenomenal casting. I thought he was wonderful. I love Karen Gillum just so much. But there just aren't enough shows like that where there's a... It's hard to put into words. Where, where the, 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 you just feel so much for these characters. You get so little time with them, but you just come to embrace them so fully and the the casting again you know the um, you have an Asian man as the lead where very often particularly in the time of before even now asian men are desexualized there there's there the butt of, of the the joke of like oh well you know like Asian men can't get laid and all this mm-hmm. And here you have this guy who is just absolutely hot and you want him and he's being portrayed as somebody who is so wantable just bring bring it back and, and do something and fix stuff just like you know give us like half a season even just just do me a solid okay just do that just i'm not asking for a lot i'm like aaron
1: what whoa <laughs> the, like
0: the aggressive
4: <laughs> muting after she's done <laughs> It's never just I muting. The it's mic. aggressive muting. It's <laughs> aggressive, muting. It's
1: aggressive muting. <laughs> one thing. And how Angry many clicks. shows have I done so far? And I'm still going
0: Yes. But they oh. are quality content.
1: They quality content. Man, I am so <laughs> close to booting you. No, no. <laughs> Love you. Neo liked selfie. And Neo... I'm assuming with the stray shots and wow that you are on my side of course because yes I know that you are. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron, back to the topic at hand what is the one show you'd want to see return? So I'm going to go with Constantine
3: because I think it started out on NBC and they did a terrible disservice to it for a variety of reasons. A show like that isn't really great on those mainstream network shows it didn't get good advertising i think it was on at a weird time slot i believe i think it came on after Grimm because they were trying to get that audience but then it wasn't a very good adaptation just because they're on that network tv show um i know people were really upset that some of the key points of that character weren't displayed on NBC. Um, He couldn't smoke. They completely didn't address his sexuality, which I know a lot of people were upset about. But then whenever he started showing up on the CW shows on Legends of Tomorrow, and I think he's been in a couple different of the crossover stuff, it's really good. I like what they've done with that character, and I think it would be a really great addition to the CW lineup, along with you know the Legends of Tomorrow and all those people. I I think it's, I oh God, it would be so good to just give him his own show. He's on Legends of Tomorrow so much, and I know everyone has become really attached to him. I gosh, there's so much more you could do with that, with that character and that show, especially CW.
4: I think would be really great network for it. They, I mean, they basically saved Supergirl t- from being canceled too, right? I mean, that ran for a few seasons after it moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on CBS, which was also like a terrible network for that.
3: I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. And yeah, and they did so much more on the CW that they weren't allowed to do on CBS.
1: Well, though I will say though, with CW though, CW has many issues with, yeah, allowing their shows. Period. To have representation. Period. <laughs> we don't need to elaborate. Thank CW me. is not without
3: their problems, but I think more than they're a genre you know,
4: channel at but, this point
3: yes you know? that's and, right yeah, they are
1: that's true that's true
3: they they know their niche at this point and lean into it for sure yeah but i feel like they could pick that up easily right now uh, with matt ryan already being on so many episodes i think it'd be great
1: yeah and neo said that constantine was suffocated by the network so yeah
3: yeah it was bad i mean it wasn't as bad as the movie uh, the the movie is dead to me but on NBC it wasn't great yeah the the
1: movie starring <laughs> stop are you teasing me <laughs> no 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 I'm just saying the movie <laughs> the, the movie Keanu Reeves are is
3: Keanu my like Reeves? least favorite person are you serious <laughs> no I can't do it I can't you, you
1: don't you don't like really no I'm not a fan
0: whoa really. I'm sorry I can't talk about a hot take
1: Wow. Oh. You know, I do have it on the list to do a whole month dedicated to Keanu way, oh, no.
3: uh, but Finn,
1: can we talk about Finn?
3: <laughs> no. Always. the this I'm going to distract you with finn shininess.
1: <laughs> That's how you distract me from now on. Look, it's Finn. <laughs> like instead of Squirrel. <laughs> mal said i think it's interesting to think about spn starting out on the same network as reba
3: <laughs> well and you see which one lasted out, out of that so i i think cw went in the right direction wb went in the right direction i guess but um it's funny that you mentioned c uh supernatural because i think isn't it like pretty well known that supernatural was actually like the idea came from the hellblazer comics which is constantine because there's like been big fights on the internet about how supernatural is just a knock of constantine and everyone's like well yeah it's not just, that before but it, it
4: right is. yeah i mean the but- <laughs> outfit is just like yeah, the blue right. version of-
1: <laughs> right. yeah so tiff what is the show that you would bring back
2: so i'm gonna take it way back and of course it's from Fox, once again, but they had a show called Almost Human and that was with Carl Urban and Michael Ealy where Carl Urban is this really gruff, you know, like hard-knock detective and it's set in the future and Michael Ealy is a droid and, but like, not like an I Am Legend type of thing, Um, sorry, not I Am Legend, I Robot type of droid, but like a very human-like droid like something that you would have seen on on alien you know the guy was a was a droid on that and it's them trying to and carl urban has a very his detective has a very very poor relationship with robotics and um and how the interaction with people go and so he's partnered up with michael ely And it's there, you know, them trying to to suss each other out and trying to and him trying to respect the fact that a an android can be a good detective as well and can provide him with some some knowledge that he doesn't have. It was a really good show. Like and he and Carl Urban and Michael E had really good chemistry together. But Fox, you know how that goes. And I don't think either one of them are doing anything right now. So, hey. Somebody pick this up and let's continue the story.
1: (laughs) Well, that was on my short list too. Aha, you
2: have good, you have very good taste, Aaron A. Very good. (laughs) With
1: the exception of your Keanu hate.
3: (laughs) I'll replace my Keanu hate with my love for Michael
0: Ely. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have a new guess for who Neo might be. And I think it might be my friend, Deanne White, who wrote the book Neo Chronicles Nexus. Oh, that's who it which is. Which is available now on Amazon. It's very good, by the way. Just in case, but that's that's my new guess. I, I mean, I it's right ag- there, Neo Chronicles.
1: I agree. I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. Have we figured out your identity? I think you're right. Well, dang, I, th- I think it is. Right? No. Good job, Carla.
3: Thank you, Carla thank the you. You
1: figured it out, yay. All those
3: detective shows pay yes. off. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> binging all of that, all of that crime stuff f- throughout the pandemic has really sharpened my, my skills here. So mine
1: would be, mine usually would be, and I'm not bringing up my so-called life that much in this because we're doing a whole episode. That's our next episode is all about my so-called life. So I was like, probably won't bring this up in here. But I do want to bring this up for just a second because I want to admonish my panelists, all my panelists, because, and I did this on the episode too, except for Erin A, because she she was supposed to be on that and she wasn't able to make it. So I'm not going to admonish you, Erin A, or Sarah.
3: Finally. But
1: (laughs) finally. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to say, it really is disappointing to me that with my roster of panelists who usually have good taste for the most part, that this was not an episode that was filled to the brim with people wanting to talk about the best teen show that ever existed ever. It shocked me. So there we go. (laughs) Well, it was on my list, but I figured it was going to
3: be on everyone's list like Firefly. Right. So, and there's still one more question
1: left. Right? Oh, yes. No, no. 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 She meant for the I'm episode, saying, I'm like the, for the episode for being on the episode. That's what I mean. Is that oh, we didn't right. have a bunch of people want okay. to be on that. Oh, and and I'm just gonna keep calling you Neo because I love calling you Neo. <laughs> Loved my so-called life. See, this is why you are my favorite. Mal's person never now. seen it. You need to go. Watch. It's really yes. easy to watch. Same Mal. Right Same. Now.
4: It's but probably I like before Mal. Was I know. Born, I'm ashamed but... because it definitely was one of those shows that was out at a time when I would have been watching, like. I was the right age for it and everything but
0: just, such I didn't agenda. watch it because I didn't like Jared Petaletto and hey Jared well Jared Petaletto Jared Petaletto I just created a new entity and I correct on fan either art. count we need some so. fan art <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: God.
0: listen though am I wrong am that I wrong in amazing. that prediction that they were both not worth the time to look at that I think that was correct. Idea. That, was, that good was on my part. Wow.
1: And I hate Jared Leto too, but I can't hate Jordan Catalano. But I, uh, but I hate Jared Leto. I do.
0: And we talked about Jared to
1: be fair. That's no
3: amazing. one hated Jared. Jo- no one hated Jared Leto in like 1995.
0: Though. That's true. Because most people didn't know better, but I did. I could see it. <laughs> he, looks <like laughs> so he, it. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't. bathe looks like he doesn't, Yes, thank you. That's- He's a stereotypical one who doesn't like wash his legs. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> he doesn't just he he doesn't just not
2: wash the legs.
0: Nothing <laughs> is washed. Nothing gets washed. Nothing no. washed.
1: I'm sure to that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's very true. And you know what, the speaking of speaking of Jared Leto, we're doing movie reviews now, you know, and we had a poll that we did seeing what our next movie review would be. <laughs> it's going to be House of Gucci. Is that what one? Oh yes. Goodness. And I have to say, I'm I'm afraid of this for several reasons. Number one, Jared Leto. Number two, I have to admit, I'm not a big Al Pacino fan, but that's nothing, you know. And I've already talked about how I'm kind of like ho hum on what's his name. <laughs> Adam Driver. Thank you, Adam. That's how ho hum oh, I am. On. But I I love Lady Gaga, and I um, love Jeremy Irons. The other reason I'm afraid of this is there was one critic who did not like this movie and said it and was attacked. I mean, attacked in disgusting ways by Lady Gaga fans. And so I'm really worried that if we don't like this movie, we are going to (laughs) get (laughs) lambasted. So I'm really regretting putting this on a poll, but... (laughs) what we're gonna review now. <laughs> so. into the breach you go aaron i know <laughs> i know i have people that will support me but
3: i feel like none of us can ever say anything bad about lady gaga so if anything she's got to be the best part of that movie right
1: i know and th- that was the thing is this guy had a little tiny tweet about his thoughts on the movie and he didn't even mention her and people were just, and they were searching his tweets they're extreme seeing, those people are and
3: well, Extreme. We, that's
1: why. That's why we've got to do. I mean, we already sort of did earlier this year. But we've got to do another episode about toxicity and fandom because they also were like, they're like, oh, well, you're a Madonna fan, so of course, and you like Kristen Stewart's performance in Spencer, so that's why. And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything?
0: <laughs> it's yeah, like, no, I, it's a critic. That's his job. Like, but I also feel like a lot of the the times, the mega toxic fans. Are a lot of them are from um, from music fandoms, and I don't know why that is, but like uh, there, there just seems to be a lot of a vitriol from from music mm-hmm. fans when you say if, if anything even remotely negative about their their person or their group, and it's like okay, well you know just find hobbies because this is just an opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I agree. But yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I know that happens with like Taylor Swift a lot too. The fans of Taylor Swift can sometimes be that way. And really it's any fandom has Mm -hmm. those, except for, I don't think the Mindy Project, but I think pretty much any fandom has that, those toxic sides. I mean, we all know Supernatural has (laughs) has tons of toxic, toxicity in it.
4: Every direction.
1: (laughs) Because I love Lady Gaga. I want to preface that for any of these any of the monsters that come after me because that's what her fans are called i'm not saying that because they're monsters i'm saying that's (laughs) (laughs) any of of the monsters under my bed that come after me (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just putting that out there i love her i mean uh, people can attest to how much when a star is born was out this was before i had a podcast if i had a podcast when a star is born (laughs) was out (laughs) talk about how I would be talking about something all the time that would be <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I'm, I'm I'm dreading that but I never really gave my answer to this question <laughs> <laughs> that was just talking? a little <laughs> tangent I know what's the subject again? I know so what would be um, the one show that I'd want to see return I'm going to say pitch um, this is very hard to answer because there are quite a few but I would say pitch because we deserved more seasons of it is just the main plain reason that I want it back it was such a good show I love baseball love 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 baseball it's the only sport I get into and I just thought it was a really well done show uh, Mark Paul Gosler is just oh my gosh <laughs> Woo, that man <laughs> he's
2: burly I just love he it. is
1: burly and he's very burly
2: with way. a beard like a lumberjack
0: Yes. yes. I
1: want to see him up
0: some wood. <laughs> Are you going to chain him to your bed too? Because like, I oh, feel yeah. like that's like a crowded spot right now.
2: It is. That's so why that, I'm getting a, right there, it's
0: a It's a COVID outbreak um, possibility now. It's just overcrowded.
1: My poor California king. I'm going to have to get whatever that was that Angela mentioned on our last one, like an Alaskan bed or something. <laughs> And Just like, get a
0: few California Kings and push them together.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, pitch was legit. I had no interest in the sport or nothing, but that show had me hooked. Yeah, it was so good. Even Yeah, I will say that. Even if you didn't like baseball, I thought it was really good. So that's the one I would. Okay, so our final thing is I want to know what the ideal ending for one of your favorite shows, like if it came back and you could wrap it up the way you wanted to, how would that be, Bex?
4: I went with everything sucks. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but I absolutely adore that show that uh, the the main character, Kate, is the exact age I was at that time. Like the year that it took place, I was also a sophomore in high school. And like, so all of the stuff that's put in that season, just like I wanted more and more and more. But if it had to end, then don't give me a cliffhanger. (laughs) Just like the worst, you know, before you release it and you know if it's it's renewed or not, like cut that last little cliffhanger moment out of of the edits. So it's an it's a 90s throwback TV show, like, you know, uh, because that's where we're at now. Forget that 70s show. It's like all that 90s everything at this point. (laughs) But I think two things I would have wanted from that show for it to end i would have wanted to see kate um be able to come out to her dad mm-hmm. um i don't even care if it was like wider known or anything but i just i really love the father daughter relationship that the two of them had and even that moment where she pierced her nose with a safety pin by herself and he was like freaking out at first but then he's like you know what like really what is the big deal like it really showed that he was Thinking about thinking about her on on other levels than just like I'm the father and this is how it's got to be, right? So I really I really loved their relationship, um, and I would have liked to see how that turned out if she had been able to come out to him. The other thing was again just to like get rid of the cliffhanger. But honestly, even if it had been continued, I didn't need this. I did not uh, need Luke's father coming back into the picture like the spoilers the final moment is him ringing the doorbell when like all luke and his mom and kate and her dad are all having like a pizza dinner together and you think oh yay happy family blah 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 and then he comes and rings the doorbell and it's like great he's gonna screw everything up right it's going to be this like oh will they get back together will you know You know, and if he had to come back, like, fine, bring him back for an episode or two, and then send him packing. Like, just we don't need him, (laughs) even if he's grown up. I just no, like, keep him out of the story. I wanted to see more, you know, with the two parents, with um, what their names, Ken and uh, Ken and Sherry. Like, I wanted to see their relationship. Um, But yeah, if I could end it if it had to end at one season and I could wrap it up cleanly, it'd be get rid of Luke's father and have Kate come out to her dad. So. And the music, the music in that oh, show. Oh, I know, man. Yes, like everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> like any '90s nostalgia music, it's there. Yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I liked that show. That was on my list of shows to possibly mention. I was mention. so sad when it got
4: canceled. I was like, no, this show is for me. They made this show for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I liked that show a lot too. I agree, and I know it had a passionate fan base too. Like, they still are trying to get it revived, oh. you know. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and Carla, what's your one, your ideal ending?
0: I, I had I had a hard time thinking of one because yeah. I feel like for the most part, I would have wanted to get to know more about the trajectory or the intended tra- tra- trajectory for the characters and for the story so that I could figure out like what mm-hmm. I would want to see. But the only one that I've given any thought to really over an extended period of time and for which there was a movie made that's, that was supposed to wrap things up is Firefly. And that one, if anything, I would want it to wrap up differently. I would pretend that the movie never happened for a very significant reason over which I'm still not, you know, recovered. But just to give certain characters ways that they could not end up like they did. Uh, I don't Okay, you know what? It's a very old show. Okay, people yeah, die. You can spoil yeah, it. <laughs> ahead, spoil spoiler. Yes, like okay, all right. Like this there was segment no is about reason. how it ended. You gotta spoil Yeah, like,
4: skip this section if you
0: don't want spoilers. Yeah, I mean, like was... honestly, exactly. Like if, if you don't want to hear about how you know Firefly was wrapped up then and, and you ha- and you are like still haven't watched Serenity, well, you know, that's on you. Um I haven't, but so I'm fine with you
1: spoiling it. So. Okay, yeah,
0: because like you also are like, eh, that show. But Wash dies. For no good reason other than that that um, the actor, Alan Tudyk, didn't want to come back. He didn't want to sign on for more potential movies simply because it was like, I don't know what my schedule's going to look like, which fair. And Joss Whedon decided, okay, then we're killing off your character. Instead of being like, oh, you know, like, we can write you out in some way. And then if you're available, we can write you back in. No, he's just like, buh-bye. That said, I don't trust Joss Whedon to really have brought the show to a good conclusion because there were rumors that he was going to have Inara die. Like she she was terminally ill and that, you know, it, it's, it's your major woman character and you're having her die off in this pious way. And all so you can satisfy your, you know, your, 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 whatever. It's just Joss Whedon and it's creepy and I don't yeah. like him. So I, I wouldn't trust him to bring a good conclusion about my version of how things would, would wrap up though, would be that, first of all, Mal Reynolds stops calling her a whore because that was just absolutely never okay. Especially because she kept at, um, telling him not to would be to see Zoe and, and, and Wash perhaps go off somewhere on their own because they deserve that. I mean, Zoe was there for for Mal, no matter what, but Wash wanted something more for the two of them, which I think is perfectly, like, <laughs> makes sense. But just for, for them to have, like, more agency over their, their own lives. For Inar to get over Mal, because honestly, she could do better. For, you know, Kaylee, if she wants to stay on, she could be the captain. I mean, honestly, she was amazing. For, for Jane to, like, fly out of an airlock and, like, get yeeted into a, a fiery planet because he was useless and I couldn't stand him. The only thing he was he had good cool for hat. was for a Jane Sound episode. You know what? Keep the hat. Somebody can wear it in his honor. That is fine by me. The man himself can go. For us to find out all of the secrets about, about Shepherd Book because he was an intriguing character. And there wasn't enough revealed about him to what we're satisfied as to, why is he so mysterious? And then for, for Simon and River, I you know, like, they had such a beautiful relationship as brother and sister, and I I would have been curious to see, to, to find out, you know, like, all of these secrets that River holds in her mind, and also for Simon to just get a chance to just be, because he he gets like the, the ultimate, you know, oldest sibling problem, which is ending up kind of sacrificing all of your life for your younger sibling which plays out in so many other shows too i mean like supernatural definitely is one of them but just so he could have his own life too i feel like i'm leaving somebody out but i'll leave it at that it's fine
1: <laughs> well and Neo wants this
0: fanfic <laughs> i'll leave it to you to write it though because you're a good writer i'm a hack in comparison <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna
1: say you're a good writer too carla <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> Mal says I think I actually prefer cliffhanger endings open-ended at least at least then the fans can make their own ending without being told they are quote-unquote wrong that's, I, you that's know, a like,
0: good point. for me like I like open-ended things when they're meant to be open-ended right yeah that's what I was gonna, gonna say like Watchmen yeah. is perfect but you know everything no, sucks there's so many movies there are so many movies too that do it so well where it's left open-ended so many shows where you're kind of like, you know, people complain about the Sopranos ending and mind you, I've never watched the Sopranos, but just from what I've read of it, it's like, it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it makes sense for it to end that way. There's so many shows where that kind of ending makes sense. But I think that there are other shows where it makes sense to, it makes more sense to wrap it up, especially sitcoms, like sitcoms, like there's mm-hmm. really no good reason to not wrap a sitcom up sci-fi stuff definitely if you leave it open-ended there's nothing glaringly awful about that because sci-fi by its nature has so many things where you could possibly go like oh what if this happened but
2: Mm -hmm. you know like
0: like, although if they had left How I Met Your Mother at a cliffhanger in season (laughs) 9 that would have been fine too
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like the ending of my so-called life was a cliffhanger ending, but it wasn't a good cliffhanger ending, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but that's because it wasn't meant to be. Like you said, Carla, when it's not, yeah, yeah. But that, but that is an interesting point. Yeah. Cause you can make up your own stories. And I know with my so-called life, there were actually novels made and stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think Supernatural would have benefited from an a more open-ended I agree
1: thousand percent they tried to to put a ribbon
0: on it yeah i mean like they they tried to put a ribbon on it and it backfired because they were trying to satisfy people and you're not going to satisfy people it's not going to happen on a 15 year Mm -hmm. show with a very divided fandom yeah if it ended where jack walked off yes that would have been perfect
4: because anybody could have made whatever ending they wanted from that exactly
1: yeah it really should have been open plus i think it should have been open-ended because i think that's a show that you could easily bring back as in movie form like have a film version which is what i've always wanted anyway and yeah. the way they ended it there's no real logical way they're going to do that so yeah i i totally totally agree so erin what's the what's yours
3: i don't know i'm i'm i don't have A very good imagination when it comes to like (laughs) rewriting the end of shows. I just like accept what is given to me and this is the show. (laughs) I know that's like terrible, but I've been thinking all week about this, trying to think of something for any of these. And I really, a lot of the ones I was thinking of have later on been wrapped up for us, like Constantine, even. We'll say Agent Carter with like an asterisk because that was only like, I think, 12 or so episodes, even though they spread it out over a very long period of time. But even that got wrapped up kind of in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the movies a bit. But I was thinking a lot about my so-called life and I would have liked to see some sort of like sort of at least just a montage at the end of everybody's lives kind of down the road i'm kind of picturing like the way six feet under ended how it was just kind of these little clips of how everybody's lives turned out because i really i really think if there was a reboot that would be a really fantastic reboot of them as adults and what they're doing because i can really picture like angela and Ryan and ricky still being best friends and uh, being successful and doing some sort of social justice like law firm or something like that Mm -hmm. of how they were these angsty, nerdy little kids and now they're big and successful. And I think that'd be great. And we could show Jordan being a total jerk and getting caught up in something and going to jail for the rest of his
1: life. (laughs) Or recast. (laughs) He can be recast (laughs) or something.
3: No, I don't think so. He's like always gonna be a scumbag. Like he's he's dumb as a rock, but somehow he gets involved with like these like a picture like this Wolf of Wall Street situation where He's so stupid and he's the fall guy for these guys and he goes to prison or something like I could see that because he thinks he's so cool and then he's just the patsy for them. But I thats a, I think that would be really great just to see how they were 10 or 15 or 20 years later. Because that's how everybody felt in high school, I think. And, you know, now we're all grown-ups, and it'd be great to see them as grown-ups.
1: Yeah, especially Ricky. I would just want to see Ricky happy, because Ricky
3: was... So happy. He's got a family. He's got, like, five kids. He's just the happiest guy, I think, would be great. Yeah. Plus... Because he seemed like he had a lot of love to give.
1: So, Tiff, do you have one? So, I'll go back to
2: forever, and... So it ends, sorry, anybody that I'm spoiling this, but you know, the show is like seven years old. So it ends with uh, Alana De La Garza's character, whose name is Joe. It ends with her finding Henry's picture with, and it's obviously from like the 1940s, him with his, with his wife who passed away and with uh, his son, of course, who is uh, now older (laughs) than him (laughs) Uh, in many ways, you know, looks physically older than him. Uh, And he, his name is Abe. And he, and he says, and she holds out and she's like, do you want to tell me something? And he says, and his son, Abe says, tell her. And he's like, it's a long story. And then it cuts out. (laughs) <laughs> and then oh my it comes out. So I was, so the entire summer, I was like, okay, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. And of course, always be canceling said, no, it's not coming back. It's done. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're going to make me just think up my own thing. So in my mind, they sit down, they have a very frank conversation about how he is immortal. Uh, if anybody that doesn't know, he was shot in the chest on a uh, on a slave ship, trying to him trying to uh, release enslaved people and start a uh, you know basically like a a revolution on the ship. And he gets shot in the chest, he falls overboard, he dies. But he's resurrected, and now he cannot die anytime he gets. I mean, he can get stabbed, he can get shot, he can you know get electrocuted, whatever he just always comes back he always comes back in water wherever he's around and he always comes back naked for some reason so i
0: mean <laughs> the yeah, reason I mean, is our enjoyment
2: exactly yeah, as you know <laughs> he ends up why wouldn't he as mean? one does you know so as one should no. as one should be you know birth rebirth you know when we're born we're naked so the whole rebirth thing so my mind you know they they have this very frank conversation and they were going in a romantic direction as well And they had a really nice, they hadn't, they hadn't gotten to the kissing. And I was like, kiss, kiss. (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) They hadn't kissed yet. It was like a long, slow burn so far. So my mind, yes, they, they talk about it. And I would like to have seen how that affected the way they, they work together in the field. You know, does she become a little less protective of him? Because she was very protective of him because obviously she thinks he's just a civilian. He's a medical examiner, but she thinks he's simply a civilian. Um, So now does she let him do a little bit more? Does uh, does she not trust him as much? Do they put kind of a slowdown on the romantic side? There were so many ways that they could go. But no, they ended with it's a long story. Oh,
4: let uh, me see. I, I also you kind I do kind of like that. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if you can't bring it back, because that goes back to what Mal was saying about that open-ended now we can kind of come up with yes, like how did that conversation go? Like you just right. said, and I love your interpretation of it, but you know, if you can't have another season, at least we can imagine. I do like the fact
2: I do like the fact you make a good point, Bex, because I do like the fact that. It is like, it's a, if it was going to end, it's a perfect way to end. But I think everybody that was watching it just figured it was coming back. At Fair. least for that second season, because they hadn't said anything about it being canceled. They had a full slate of episodes. It, it wasn't mm. a mid-season replacement. They had, I think, 23 episodes for their, um, for their inaugural season. Uh, ABC didn't mention anything. They had the most... That was... I'm trying to remember. And I think I talked to, I talked with Meg about this before. That was, they had it on a Thursday night, I think, no, a Tuesday night <laughs> and they were having trouble. ABC was having problems with their, that rotation of shows on Tuesday night. And it ended up having the best audience for them, like in a five year period for that, that Tuesday night slate of shows. And everybody was like, the critics were like, oh, yeah, it's definitely coming back. It's definitely coming back. I had no worries about it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's coming back. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. And then you're trying to you're listening to things. You're trying to put your ear to the ground about what's going on. And it's like, it's not coming back. What the heck? And then they put in mm-hmm. another show in its place the next season and they canceled that one mid It,
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i remember all of that going down and it's yeah. also the same thing with whiskey cavalier it was same renewed thing. and then it was canceled, canceled. which is like so weird and stumptown yeah. was renewed but then canceled, canceled because i mean because of covid but COVID. It's still mm-hmm.
2: oh. i was really upset about stumptown too because i was like why wouldn't you just place it on hiatus for like six months yes and then when you have the protocols in place because i know that was like the very beginning of the pandemic When you have the protocols in place to do everything, then you can bring it back at that point, just like they did with everything else. I mean, heck, if you do it with a show like Grey's Anatomy that has one billion characters in it, why can't you do it with a show like Stumtown, who only had, what, like maybe five characters? Yes, exactly. That doesn't make any sense. The same thing with Whiskey Cavalier. Whiskey Cavalier had like a very tight-knit six characters in Mm -hmm. it. There was no reason why they couldn't why they couldn't do it? Just pause, press the pause button on it. It wasn't going yeah. to stop you from from doing anything else. They had, I know ABC has stuff in the vault that they could have brought out just to fill those gaps. That's they always do because they cancel so much stuff. They always have like <laughs> stuff with like ten episodes, twelve episodes. Like you just throw it in there. You know you're yes, not gonna just need throw it. something yeah. in the mix exactly, and then bring give us back our shows exactly. exactly, yeah. But don't give people the hope that you're going, that you actually renew something and then like literally two months later say, oh, you know what? <laughs> our bad.
0: <Yeah. laughs> and it's <that's, laughs> not just the viewers, but also the people in the shows who think that they have a secure, you know, living mm-hmm. coming up. And then suddenly exactly. it's like, oh, <laughs> we've changed our minds. Exactly. Because
2: that took away their ability to join in for pilot season. All of those actors Mm. couldn't get other jobs because they thought they were locked into what they were locked in. So everybody on Whiskey Cavalier and then everybody Mm -hmm. on Stumptown as well. Lauren Cohen on Whiskey Cavalier was the only one who had something in the back pocket because she went back to The Walking Dead Mm. because they didn't kill her off on that. They just put her she had gone off on an adventure with her son. But, so she was the only one that had something to literally go back to. Although now Tyler James Williams has that new show coming out on ABC. Um, it's about teachers.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it's called, I mean, but it looks funny. But, but this is like two years later, right? you know, like all this time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Bitter. I'm angry. I'm yeah. I'm bitter. A we are bitter.com. <laughs> bitter party bitter. two.
2: <laughs> darn it. This is me at ABC throwing punches. Exactly. Well, no, I know you two. I, I know Aaron and Carla, and I know Meg. You followed my... Um, so, uh, occasionally, like every year or so, I start doing my... <laughs> <laughs> My threads of shows that yes. got canceled. <laughs> yeah, because I because I watch something and then I get mad all over again. So I always do the <laughs> thread of shows that were canceled, like after one mm-hmm. season or two seasons, and it's always they are always the majority. Like ninety eight percent of them are ABC and Fox. Ninety eight percent are they they're the worst. worst. They are Our the worst. They are really the worst. And it's I mean it's a ton of them. I'll have to find the thread and I'll. I'll tag you two on there. <laughs> please yeah, I'll tag Bex too so you can see it because I always do this like every year. It's, it's a thing. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, cause we're going to do an episode next year about, <laughs> it's going to be fun, but about conspiracy theories within entertainment. This all started when we were doing it in, in a, in a private DM with it's, it's our, Finn and American Horror Story, TM. and we—it all started with a, with a thing with Ryan Murphy and thinking that Ryan Murphy has to have a certain number of people with certain birth dates in certain months. And I literally created a spreadsheet for this. So it's this whole conspiracy thing, and it was—it was a lot of fun. It went down a whole rabbit hole. Me and Jen were just like, "Oh, wait, this actor's born in this month. Well, this actor's born in this month." <laughs> So I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, but but I'm wondering if we can add that in, doing like a conspiracy to see what it is about ABC and Fox. Like if there's some kind of crossover there, or some people that are maybe, I don't know, in the same kind of universe or talk to each other, or even if there's like some connection within the shows that are canceled in any way, like even if it's like, I don't know, like the same kind of subject matter, some same kind of actor or something like that. I'll create a whole spreadsheet for that. Fandom too.
4: base is mostly women.
1: <laughs> that probably is the common denominator one. there, honestly. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got the red tape and everything. Yes. yes. <laughs> so well, maybe we'll have to add that to our episode that we do next year about that. That'll be just a fun little episode. Okay, well, I know I'm the one who put this question on here, but I honestly was like, I don't have any clue how to answer (laughs) this question, even though I'm the one who put it on here on the outline. Because a lot of these shows that ended, like, I was like, well, Freaks and Geeks, you know, I'd like to see them come back and delve deeper. But Freaks and Geeks actually wrapped up beautifully, even though I think that show deserved more seasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'd be nice if it came back and James Franco was gone, but... (laughs) Because I don't like James Franco either. He's in jail with Jordan kettle <laughs> <laughs> His character is actually pretty similar to Jordan <laughs> character. And I already, I'm not going to talk about my so-called life one because we already discussed it on the episode that's coming out on Friday. So I don't want to. We get into that one because that's honestly the most heartbreaking cancellation of any cancellation ever, ever, ever. I remember so vividly when that was canceled and how heartbroken I was because it was like I was finally seeing teenagers that were like me at the time when it came out. And like my friends and especially with Ricky, because that was groundbreaking to have an openly gay teenager on a network television show wasn't ever done. And of course, that was on ABC, too so i mean (laughs) i just
4: always be canceling like i was like oh wow i get it okay i I got there i got there but (laughs) took me a minute i'm sorry
1: yeah yeah so i'm not i mean i'll go to i'll go to downward dog just for fun i did i mean i'm fine with the way they wrapped it up but i would have just liked to have seen like maybe nan gets another dog because there was a whole episode where there was a puppy i know this is so frivolous compared to what everybody else has been saying (laughs) no it's legit we'll give it to you we'll give it to you thank you get another little dog uh, and nan gets a dog that moves in and seeing kind of the hijinks there i know this makes this show sound even sillier than it is but it's really not a silly show it's actually a pretty deep show (laughs) Um, but maybe just that and more adventures and and highlighting another dog and having I would love it if they would have like a pit bull come on or something like that, another uh, a breed that is so misunderstood, and have that pit bull be kind of goofy because that's the way blockheads are. they're just complete goofballs, so I love them, yeah, but anyway, so that would have been fun, but yeah, I know I kind of I put this on there then I'm like, I have no answer to this. <laughs> Except for my so-called life, but I'm not going to put that out there because that's on our Friday episode you'll have to tune in to see it there. Uh, You know, and then Pitch of, well, Pitch, actually Pitch I would have liked to have seen come back and seen more of the relationship between the characters and have that grow and more, you know that that definitely would have been one that I would have wanted to go into deeper, but I'm not sure what the ideal would have been. I didn't give it as much thought as I should have, so I failed you all. I failed you all. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I feel better. Then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, really, I'd want all these shows to come back and just have Finn Wittrock in every single one of <laughs> these, and <laughs> we'll save them. You feel like there's a difference between wanting to explore the characters further and being unhappy with the ending? That's true. I think that's very true. Yeah, because there are characters that you may want more of them. Like I will always want more Dean Winchester, but I'm so glad Supernatural's <laughs> over. But I would want more <laughs> Dean Winchester, but no more Supernatural. So. Um, so main show that Neo wants that I want in another season is dark matter. I saw it as Firefly's spiritual successor. Then like firefly, they canceled it right before it's wrapped up. I never watched that one. Anyone else watch that one?
0: I had started. I, yes, I didn't, That was good. Yeah. I, I I started watching it and then I, I didn't, for some reason I didn't finish it, but I can see like the, the, the firefly spiritual successor.
1: Huh? Yeah yeah i haven't watched I, it
4: so. no mel i have not seen halloween town high either <laughs> i'm just gonna do a whole episode on halloween town. Well, apparently i'm supposed to be on it
3: <laughs> that could be our next watch party is is this Halloween town.
4: Town.
1: <laughs> okay well we're gonna go ahead and close out this has been a blast a lot of fun and thank you so much to everybody who's watched Really, this has been a, a lot of a great way to start a Sunday and a great way to start uh the week ahead. So yeah. So uh Be- <laughs> so Bex, where can people find you and your podcasts? Yes. Girl.
4: Um, so I am the co-host on two podcasts. The first one is called Latinx Visions, which is a art, literature, television, film, analysis podcast that I do with one of my colleagues uh, from Baruch College, where we teach in Black and Latino Studies. Um, and that is on Twitter and Instagram, at Latinx Visions. Uh, I am probably on in this realm more known for uh, my podcast with my co-host Kim, Big Reputations, and on that podcast, we talk about women that uh, we as society have judged harshly and we kind of dig into their lives a little bit more and look at the like other perspectives that maybe weren't always considered to sort of dig into the truth. And while Kim runs the Instagram, Big Reputations Pod, I run the Twitter on that one, which is Big Rep Pod. And if you just want to talk to me and hang out, I'm at a single man tier on Twitter.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And and your last episode was on Yoko Ono, right? Yes. 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 Mel so. liked it. They were commenting
4: to us about like our, our banter and that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was appreciated. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And Carla. Thank you, Erin. I can be found along with Meg on our podcast, Bed, Wet or Behead. You can find us on Twitter at Bed, Wet, Behead pod, on Instagram at bed.wet.behead.pod. If you've entered into cesspools, you can find us on Facebook. Just look for Bedwet or Bedhead Podcast. We are on a little bit of a hiatus until 2022. However, we are putting out a couple of episodes uh, just to wrap up season one and to give thanks to our listeners and to our guests. There will be polls going up about things that you might want to see in these wrap-up episodes, so just look for those coming up, including which... Of your favorite intro songs, you might want to have featured in these. So keep an eye out on our socials for that.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And look for the episode in 2022 about Finn Whitrock's characters. I'm not letting you talk. So (laughs) that's
2: happening. (laughs) Highly unlikely.
1: Mute. Okay. I can't unmute you because you muted yourself before I was able to mute you. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Aaron. Where can they
3: find you? I'm on Insta- Instagram and Twitter at Geek and
1: Sew. That's what I do. I geek and I sew things. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Aaron is helping design. We're going to have a new logo we're going to premiere in the new year. And of course, like I said, we're going to have all those. It's a blank thing. Merchandise coming soon. So that'll be fun with lots of different geeky fandom stuff. And please, if you have other ideas too, we are open to other ones, I think. <laughs> I want to speak on behalf of Aaron, but I believe we have a list of like, I think it's like 15 or something like that. I can't remember. It's a good, size yeah, it's a good size list. list, but we're always open to adding more stuff. And Tiff. You can find me mostly on the Twitters at who is Tiff is me.
2: Once again, at who is Tiff is me. Come and join me as I shout into the ether about anything, everything, but mostly things <laughs> that I'm watching.
1: And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at E.AprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. We were doing really well on our TikToks and now we have kind of aren't doing as well on our TikToks. And I don't know why. I didn't check. Nothing TikTok
0: is, is a fickle, fickle beast.
1: I was, well, yeah, I was wondering if we were like blocked somehow and people weren't seeing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, TikTok is confusing. I have friends that are do like a lot of TikTok mm-hmm. videos and it just like will all of a sudden stop showing your videos to people for like no, yeah, I think reason. that's what
1: happened because. None of our recent ones, even if they're the same tags we've used for other ones or same. I, I don't understand TikTok. I'm trying so hard. I had a, had a meeting with somebody the other day trying to tell me how to use TikTok for the podcast. And I'm still like, okay, I think I get it. But I don't, I don't know. But anyway, go follow us there. And maybe if you keep viewing them, maybe we'll show up again <laughs> in people's feeds. Please. <laughs> So we can use that more. And then if you have any suggestions, feedback, comments, if you want to be a potential guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, we are going to be talking about the wonderful show, my so-called life, just me and Sarah, because as I said before, shame, 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 shame. <laughs> I love you all, but. Shane Insert Hannah Waddingham gif Yes But that's the next one And then next And then the week after that I just am giving a preemptive shout out We're going to be going back in time to the 80s So we're going to be discussing 80s movies And 80s music The 80s music one is the one I'm looking forward to the most So because my music is Primarily made up of 80s music So <laughs> So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, And on our next live stream, well, we'll be doing a Dexter one probably this week at some time. Maybe I'll get back to you on day because even though Carla did make a good point that we should still do it on Thanksgiving, (laughs) but if we don't do it on Thanksgiving, (laughs) it'll be some other time this week for our Dexter live stream. Even if you don't watch Dexter, they're a lot of fun, I think. So we talk about weird tangents. We go on. There are some weird tangents we go on on But they're fun But our next live stream That's not going to be a podcast episode So you have to tune in live Is my birthday celebration thing And I'm not going to be teased On this episode (laughs)
0: solution just don't bring up certain people and you're
1: fine and it's not gonna <laughs> not happen it's my birthday episode let <laughs> I me mean, talking about things i like and i'm into there's a special birthday bingo card it has on there literally four times Aaron cries so <laughs> 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 so yes hooray birthdays yep and i'm a sagittarius so i'm i'm the most intellectual of all i have five
0: siblings who are sagittarius really oh (laughs) i am so sorry bex i mean this sounds wonderful
1: oh (laughs) my gosh carla Wow. I'm, you know, is there like some hidden bitterness that we need to be talking about towards me?
0: Towards you? No. You are a gift. Towards certain people that, yeah, okay. Mm.
1: I love you so much, though. Anyway, but that'll be fun. That's going to start at six. That's going to be at least three hours. And I am probably going to be drinking for a lot of this. So. Tune in just to see how I how things go with me. We're also going to be highlighting um, organizations to donate to. And if you show proof, you might get some. We still have a bunch of these horror magnets and pins, but our wonderful horror logo. So with that logo on it, we have a bunch of those that we'll be giving out when people donate to certain charities. We'll have a list. Um, if anybody has organizations that you think we should include on that, please, please feel free to reach out to us. So that's, that would be great. Okay. And then, um, yeah, did you have a good first live stream, Tiff?
2: I had a great time. This was so much fun. I can't wait to come back.
1: Yes, they are. I love the live streams. So thank you so much for joining us for those. And yes, it's, it's nice to see Bex. Um, It's, it's, it's nice to see A. It's nice to see Tiff. (laughs) (laughs) I love That's you, That's an Carla. abridged comment. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I feel like I'm the one who's targeted there, though, because I was the other half of that. I got mentioned, but.
1: <laughs> you weren't targeted at all, Bex. A B D E Ever. I love you so much, Carla. Carla knows I love her. <laughs> I don't know if Carla loves me, but I know. Just oh, maybe. my
4: God. If you don't, please.
1: going <laughs> to be very dramatic. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in, for watching, for listening, for being amazing. I, I want to say we're about a month, a little bit less than a month out from the two-year anniversary for this show. And so that's pretty incredible. So the two-year anniversary is December 17th. So. I will be crying a lot about that. (laughs) I cry way too much. Anyway, remember, until next time, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.